So you've done it, right? You turned your passion for investing, passion for finance into a nine to five job. Matter of fact, you just went to university. You came out four years smarter. You have the degree. You're going to the big city. You're making that big money J-O-B. You get to the city. The first thing that hits in your face is those goddamn rent prices. I know you felt it. You're in Seattle. You're in San Francisco, New York, Toronto, Hong Kong, London. All of the big cities have had these historically ruthless rent and housing prices. I mean, here in Toronto, literally there's shacks. I kid you not shacks going for like a million dollars per year. It's absolutely ridiculous what's happening in all of these major city housing markets. However, recently things have been changing. I mean, we've seen the articles. We've seen Manhattan announce all these billionaires just fleeing the city. We've seen the California YouTube videos of all these massively big Californians leaving their cities. And with the revolution of people being able to work from home wherever they are, I mean, now more than ever, the question of do we really need to work in a city? I think is bigger than ever. It really is. So as us being these early, strong, thick, juicy, succulent investors that we are, there's only one thing we're asking ourselves, right? Will some markets as down as much, some real estate markets down as much as 15% with the Fed lowering interest rates and now you can get mortgage rates at historical lows, 2.8% in the States, around 1.8% in the Canada? With interest rates that low, we're all looking around and asking ourselves, is this the time to invest? I mean, if we couldn't buy a house before, I mean, can't we buy one now with the market 15% down? And with the true, honestly, it's a big worry. It's a true worry. Yes, people are working from home. And now people are asking, like, will we ever go back to the offices again? Like, realistically, think about it. If we're working from home, this pandemic's going to be here for the next two or three years. Why would companies build their operations to work back in an office when, first off, they save a lot of money by not buying that office space. And second, the surveys that are in, I mean, all the big companies have been doing it. People love working from home. They love it. I mean, of course, you know, working in the office and being productive is great and everything and having all those resources and meeting rooms is great. But we all know the things we hate about the office. Awkward walks down the hallway, seeing an employee you don't know. Finding the cool kids table to sit at during lunch or eating your lunch alone. Awkwardly needing to take a dookie in the washroom and then your boss walks in after you. I mean, come on, there's a thousands of awkward moments at work. And let's be real, we just don't want to commute an hour to our job. We really don't. So working from home's here to stay. So does that mean our jobs are going to be farther and farther? Does that mean like cities are done for? Because most people move to cities because of the career opportunities, right? 
So does that mean we should not buy at all? Is this a bad time to buy? Well, if you've been listening to my past podcast, you know I'm trying to sell 60% of my portfolio. I kind of failed last week in that because, you know, I got down to around 20 to 30% and the market was looking so good that I had to buy some more. I can't lie. I had to buy into the market a little bit. I mean, Microsoft was looking too cheap. I mean, Netflix was way too cheap. I had to get some. And I'm looking to buy a house around March. So with that being said, I'm going to have to liquidate a huge percentage of my portfolio to do that. So why would I if the markets are inconsistent? I mean, especially I'm looking to buy one in a city, a major city like Toronto. So it's like with the historically high housing markets, why would I put my money at risk if cities could fail? So I'm going to give you my rationale. I'm going to give you four reasons why I think there is no chance of cities failing. Number one, the big thesis on cities failing is that people are going to start moving farther and farther and farther away from their job. I mean, if you're going to commute an hour and a half or two hours to your job and you only have to do that once a week or three times every two weeks, then you're going to be okay living farther from your job. Like a two commuting two hours to your job won't seem that bad if you're living two hours away, right? My thesis on this is that you were seen in the housing market. Places around major cities are going to be booming as the transportation to those places builds up. That's just what it is. It's always what it is. We have like a train that comes out of your city, goes to another city. All of a sudden, that second city is blowing up. You know, businesses start building farther on the outskirts of these major cities. All of a sudden, those surrounding communities start blowing up. Real estate starts pricing out people in those major cities. All of a sudden, the cities around start blowing up. However, my criticism with people that think that cities are going to fall just because people are moving out of the city is that what happens when they move out of the city you see, now all of a sudden you have a city like Manhattan has these strong boroughs around it, these strong communities around it that have all these job opportunities around it. And as those communities build up, it's like a self-feedback loop that makes Manhattan blow up. As all of the suburbs around Toronto build up, that makes Toronto build up. All of a sudden, when you're living in um, London, the jobs that when you're in London, that's an hour and a half out of London, they don't seem that bad. You can actually work those jobs too. Just because you're in London doesn't mean you have to work in London. If that job outside of London's paying more, then all of a sudden you can work that job and still live in London. You see the suburbs doing better just also make the major cities do better as well. Number two, NIMBYism. We've heard it, not in my backyard. That's what it stands for. It basically means that my city's dope. I don't want you to ruin my condo's view. I just got this condo. It has a great view of the lake. I don't want a condo right there built there. I got this great suburb house. It's in this great area. I don't want three factories around my house. NIMBYism is a big thing. It really is. 
Um, and this is a reason why cities won't fail is because cities are efficiently built. Cities already have the proven zoning permits. They have all the permits in place. They know where to build things. And it's hard to change that once you have those permits in place. In California, part of their real estate problem is that they can't build anywhere because of all the zoning permits. You can't just put up a condo because that's obstructing everyone's views and that's going to cause housing prices. It might cause them to fall drastically almost instantly, right? It's really hard to get past nimbyism, especially when it was never thought of how are we going to build real estate out in the first place. I find that a big problem with suburbs. Yes, you have a row of all these houses going further and further, right? However, if your suburb is an established community, established row of houses, do you really want a condo right there? Do you really want a club? You have three daughters, you want a club right next to your to your house? These are things to think about for these suburbs around these communities. And cities, however, already have their entertainment district. They already have their financial district. They already have their residential zones. And it's much easier because the urban planners have been planning this stuff out for a long time for them to just keep on building their plan than these suburbs to all of a sudden change their suburb town to a metropolitan area. So because of that, cities are proven they're going to keep growing and they're going to keep expanding. That brings me to number three. Cities are already proven. We already know that they work. They already know that they're built. These suburbs aren't necessarily proven. I mean, of course, we have the big pandemic that makes suburb living way more viable for a lot more people. But them suburbs, people are trying to price in suburbs turning into cities themselves. That's not necessarily a proven business model. Number four, people were always moving out of cities anyway. You see, this is how cities work. You move in there young, you get a job, and you work and you grind your ass off, right? You meet a girl. She's amazing. You're a girl. You meet a man. His six-pack is like a washboard, right? Right? So cute. You guys fall in love. You get an apartment, and the apartment's a little bit farther away from the core of the city. You guys have kids. Now you're in the suburbs. That's always how it's been. People always move out of cities. And a lot of times, these cities, the way that their demographics work, it's built on immigration. That's why cities are one of the most diverse places in the whole country that you're in. I mean, UK's population for their cities, uh, I think it's London, it's like 40% uh, white and everything else is different ethnic minorities. Cities are extremely diverse and when they want to increase their population it's not from baby incentives like people aren't having sex in city like people aren't having babies in cities it's too expensive right a kid is like buying a lambo it's a luxury when cities want to increase their population they immigrate people to the city so toronto normally was planned to get one million people in four years now, sorry, Canada, 1 million people in four years. Or was it Toronto? Probably around uh, Toronto area. Now, 1.6 million in four years. 
That's like over 50% that they're trying to grow. And maybe it's Ontario. I forget where the number is. It's either Canada, Ontario, or Toronto. Obviously, that'd be extreme if it's Toronto because Toronto's population is like GTA era is like maybe like 5 million, but that's how they actually increase people coming to a place, like coming to a city. It's just through immigration. It's not through uh, like baby people having babies. It's through immigration. People don't move to cities. They only move there for their career. Most of those people, they literally just immigrate them in. And when a country immigrates people in, they don't put them in the suburbs. They don't put them in like the middle of Idaho. They put them where, to all, where all the jobs are. And if all of them are in the cities, that's where they go. And my last one is offices are going to come back. And I know people are saying, I love working from home, though. I love working from home. And I love working from home, too. But if you give me a dope office experience where I actually want to go three times a week, like maybe it's like a co-op, like, um, you know, you just go there, a bunch of people work, like you just go in, there's food there, you eat, you work for a bit. Maybe you hit up a meeting room. Maybe it's more like, um, you know, it's just more relaxed. You're not necessarily sitting next to your teammates, like, like cooped up, but maybe it's like, um, your company gives you a card where you can go to any of these shared like we work office spaces anywhere i'm telling you that might hit think about all those couples that don't want to see each other all the time i mean they want space you got kids you want to get out the house sometimes maybe you're going to go to the office for the day the shared office space and because you work for the company one of your perks is you get to go in office anywhere you want maybe you're a single person and you're like i just want to meet people Maybe you want to network, right? You go to one of these shared office spaces. I'm telling you, cities are proven. They're sociable. And for, the, for people in their 20s and 30s, there's no other place like it. Suburbs are great if you're trying to have an early family. But when you want entertainment, when you want to be social, cities, it's, it's bar none. I've lived in suburbs my whole life. I've moved to Toronto for my age group, for 20s, 30s there's nothing like cities and mess when you want space hold up hold up yes sir see that's the stuff we can do on educated investor podcast we answer the phone we do all that stuff but when you want space right and you live in the city you would have moved to the suburbs anyway that doesn't change with covid maybe it speeds up some people's processes but the group that loves cities still loves cities, and they're not necessarily swayed by this. Yes, there's a small portion of people who, you know, only in the city because they would want to, like, work there. That's the only thing, just want to be closer to work. But guess what? Those people were going to move out of the city anyway. And that's why I think this dip with a 15% down in some of these marketplaces is the exact time some of you need to really be considering houses and as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor podcast, they never stop learning. If you loved this podcast, make sure you subscribe to it and download those three episodes every week so that you never miss them. Um, you know, go straight to your phone. And of course, it helps the numbers and all that stuff. It helps the algorithm. Anyways, it's your boy, Fly Stewie, and we, Fly Crew, gotta take off.